Philippians chapter 4 verse 11 is where we are reading from. We are on Calm Down series. Tell somebody calm down. Let's start from verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good reports, if there be any virtue in it, and if there be any press, think on those things. Let's see the next verse. Now he's going to tell you one of the things that is of good reports. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard. You have learned them, you have received them, and you have heard them. There are things you have heard, but you have not learned yet. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are many things you have heard, but you have not learned yet. Imagine now I'm telling you that somebody can wear one skirt and still be a child of God and doesn't compromise. Somebody can be a child of God and is contented, doesn't have money and is not compromised, doesn't sleep with anybody. You may be hearing it, but you have not learned it until maybe one day God decides to let you experience it. So you now learn. Learning is that after learning, you have received wisdom and heard and seen in me. Those things you have learned from me, those things you have from me, those things you've heard from me, do and the God of peace shall be with you. Those things that you have learned, I want you to do it and see how the Lord of peace is going to be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly. I want you to pay attention to these words. I rejoice in the Lord. These are the things if you have not learned from him. He's now telling you the things you need to learn from him now. Because he's saying those things you have learned, those things you have heard, those things you have received, but if you haven't learned, these are the things to learn now. Are you ready to learn something? But I rejoice in the Lord greatly. That's Paul now. He is saying, I rejoice in God greatly that now at the last your care of me had flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lack opportunity. Now, I rejoice with the Lord greatly, not that I speak in respect of wants, for I have learned. Somebody say, have you learned? Ask the neighbor, have you learned? For I've learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I have learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. All right, give me NLT on that very verse. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I've learned how to be contented with whatever I have. I have learned in whatever state I am to be contented. Actually, I don't have a sense of needing. Is a sense. I don't have a sense of needing, of needing anything personally. I've learned by now, oh God. Most people have been with God for too long, but they have not learned anything. I've learned by now to be quite content, whatever my circumstances. Are you learning something? Verse 12, King James Version. I know both how. I know both how to be our best, and I know how to abound. Give me an NLT version. NLT explains it better. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. Most people don't know this. I have learned the secret of living in every situation. I've learned the secret of living in every situation. I've learned the secret of living in every situation. Now, whatever it is, with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or an empty stomach, or with plenty food or with little food. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. All right, I'll be preaching powerfully on what I call learning contentment. Learning contentment. Tell somebody in all thy learning, 
learn to be contented. You may take your seat, everybody. relationship they are to cash out am i talking to somebody so we also have gold diggers in church we also have people that are gold diggers in church and before god blesses you god will always search your heart to check if you are a gold digger or a son many people come to god and they are gold diggers they just want to cash out from god they do not want any relationship with god they don't want to have a relationship with God. Their interest is just to cash out. There is something that they are looking for. The moment they find what they want, they are not found anymore in the presence of God. They are not close to God anymore. There's something they are looking for. Do you see somebody singing in church? He says, have you seen me stay back from church? They said, no. There's something I'm looking for. It's a gold digger. It's a gold digging statement. I will not leave you until you bless me. Until you bless gold digging. So the moment he blesses you, the next day you are not found anymore. I will never leave you until. That's my problem. The until. What happens after? Two hours after he had blessed you. Your covenant had finished because your covenant was until he blessed you. Are a gold digger. A gold digger. There are many people that do not really have a relationship with God. They are just hiring God for their selfish interests. They are hiring God as their doctor because they want God to heal them. They are hiring God as their preserver because they want to be preserved. Then too they die for their family. So they want God to preserve them. They are hiring God for... Maybe provisions because they want God to be a provider for them. They only want God to provide for them. They are hiring God to search for a husband for them. They need God to check a husband for them. Or they need God to give them a wife. Or maybe probably they want God to give them a great admission. Most of you that you were gold diggers, you see that the moment you had admission, your love for God dropped. Because that's the essence. You hired him to give you admission. And that was all. You never really had a relationship. Ask your neighbor, do you have a relationship with God? Ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, I'm talking to you. Do you have a relationship? Say, neighbor, stop asking me. Do you have a relationship with God? Say, neighbor, answer my own. I'll answer your own. Do you have a relationship with God? Many people, that's why they cannot answer you. Many people do not have a relationship with God. It's just a gold-digging thing. Somebody pranked his staff a few days ago. He pranked his staff, called his staff together, told his staff he has discovered he had a very bad sickness and he's going to die, and all of that, and all of that, and all of that, that he's going to die, and that uh, his uh, family members are going to come carry the house and everything that he has, and that he's not going to leave. He has only one month to leave. So he came to talk to them about it and so on. And he wants them to know, what can I do for you before I die? And gold diggers started talking. One said, I want you to give me 20 million. One says, give me your business. Let me take over from there. 
And one was crying so much. And they said, stop crying. Tell me what you want. He said, I don't want anything. Can't you leave? What can we do for you to leave? What else can we do? Which hospital can we take you to? How can we make you to leave? Have we tried everything? Why are you concluding that you're going to die? And the man said, the prank is over. <laughs> People were already fighting on the... They were already fighting, trying to share the property. So. People were already sharing. They were all gold diggers. They had no relationship. I want you to ask yourself a question. The relationship you claim you have with God... How strong is it? Your God relationship, your relationship with God, how strong is it? Can you still marry God if he loses his job? If God loses his job, can you still marry him? Do you understand what I'm saying? If you were married to God and he loses his job, can you still? Because the God that I know can choose to lose his job just to taste your love. Have you asked God for something before and he chose not to do it? And he's still God. Me and Toby, we went to somewhere. We prayed for a child that died to come back to life. He refused to. I told Toby to leave. <laughs> we prayed for the child to come back to life. We prayed earnestly. We prayed, 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 prayed. Toby had already prayed like all through the night. I woke up in the night, prayed again. Later on, called him again and was praying. He had already prayed all through the night. And so I now went there in the morning and we prayed for the child. And the child didn't come back to life. I said, okay. I thought, so we don't worry. There are many times you ask God for something and he wouldn't just, he doesn't do it. Just to test. What's the level of your love? Is your love based on what he can offer? How much do you really love God? Do you even have any relationship with God? Do you have any, is there anything relating you with God? Do you have the flow of relationship with God? Can you say, like God said to us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Can you also tell God the same thing? Do you love God like he loves you? See, the only time you can be able to provoke much of God's love is when you can love him the way he loves you. I'm not saying you can be able to love him the way he loves you, but if you try to. Check people that try to love God the way he loves them. Imagine somebody who wanted to die for God. Three guys in the Bible. You may not hear this story before. They wanted to throw these three guys into the fire. They said they are not going to bow to that image. And they said, well, we are throwing you to the fire. And the man said the king was so angry. He went and increased the fire times seven. When he increased the fire times seven, he wanted to throw them in. The people that wanted to even throw them in were even consumed by the flame of the fire. The fire cleaned them up. It burns them. Before they threw them into the fire, they told the king, we are not going to bow to whatever thing that you have raised. We are sure that our God has the capacity. This is where your faith is. All of you, your faith is always on. We are sure that our God has the capacity to help us from the fire. They are sure God will help them. So what if God refuses to help them? How will their love for God be? So they now had to move a step higher than gold diggers. And they say, even though he refuses to help us, we will not still bow. Because what they would have done is that if they say, we are sure that our God will help us, and our God will not allow anything to happen to us, they say, are you sure? He said, yes, okay. Bring out just one coal from the fire. You know what is coal? That red stuff. Bring it out. And they bring it and they drop on one person's leg. And the person will say, they say, see? You know, even in Sapphire, the coal from the fire is making you feel like this. Are you going to bow now? This has refused to help us now. Where is the place? Where are we bowing? But the people got to a point that they said, I know God will deliver us. We know that. We've seen him do miracles. We've seen him. But if he chooses not to, we are not going to bow. If he chooses not to, we are not going to bow. You see, now they are loving God the same way God loved them. So God revealed to them himself. In the Old Testament, when you read the Old Testament, it was an impossible thing for people to see God. God was even talking to Moses in Exodus. He said, if you see me, Moses was insisting, I want to see you. He said, no, 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 young man, if you see me, you will die. I can't be seen like that. 
But because these guys have proven to God that they love him, the Bible says God stepped into the fire and was with them. The man said, I've seen the fire. But it's like we sent three men into the fire. How come we have seen four people? And he could even identify the fourth person. He said the fourth person looks like the son of God. So for them to be able to provoke so much of the presence of God like that, what they needed to do was to prove to God that they love him beyond things. You need to listen to my message called Love for Nothing. They need to prove to God that, God, we love you beyond things. Our love for you is not based on what you can provide for us. When God called me to be a preacher, I told God, I love you so much that I can do anything for you. I don't care if I get rich in it. I don't care whether I get poor in it. I just love you. Have you loved somebody before and she doesn't know how to speak good English and you just loved? Let's go back to contentment. Paul is teaching the church that God is, you know, many times our preaching has to be balanced. That when we preach that God can supply. Paul was the one who preached that the Lord shall supply all your needs according to his riches as well in glory. When you finish preaching that one also, come and go to where the Bible is also talking about contentment. Contentment is that there are times that God will refuse to give you all that you need and will want you to be satisfied with the little that is not enough. Not that he lacks the capacity to provide, but he's trying to check, is this what you came for? Is this what you came for? When you were singing and lifting up your hand, is this what you were looking at? You are the pillar that holds my life. He wants to see, was I the pillar or the money was your pillar? Am I talking to somebody here? Your love for God will be proven when you don't have enough. Now, that's why I said, if you are always happy, excited, smiling when God has given you everything... If you are always loving God when God has given you everything and you are not able to still stand your ground as a child of God when you don't have everything, then you are a gold digger. And where you are digging the gold is in God's backyard. You are a gold digger. Let's go to those scriptures quickly. Are you learning something from what I'm teaching you? So Paul is teaching a balanced scripture because... For Paul to teach contentment, it doesn't mean that he does not have faith that God will provide. He's just teaching it so that you can learn to be contented. So he's now teaching you, and as he's teaching, he's saying to you, he says, you have to learn from me, your pastor, that, let's go from verse 10, you have to learn from me, your pastor, and he says, I have also learned. You know, many people do not believe that a child of God can believe God so much and things are not enough for him. Do you understand? I've been in places that they feel that uh, if you're a child of God and things are bad with you, you don't have enough money, check your life. If you're a child of God. <laughs> so all those pastors would have actually told Jesus to check his life. When you find somebody preaching like that, he's not different from the thief on the other side of the cross who told Jesus, deliver yourself and deliver us. Don't deliver yourself and run. When you are done, just... Deliver me first and deliver this guy too. They love God for something. They don't love him for nothing. So, Paul is saying, I rejoice in everything. Give me the next verse. Not that I speak because I have everything. Give me NLT. NLT explains better. Receive contentment in the name of Jesus. Amen. How I wish is something so you can just lift up your hand like this and receive. It is a learning. Tell somebody, learn. Tell somebody, learn. When you find a lady decides to cut her hair, cuts her hair, her precious hair. Have you kept your hair, your counting months? Say this, my hair, now it is, uh, it is now two years, 14 weeks. You, have, you, have you? Not that I was ever in need. Do you know what he's saying by being in need? From verse 10, he's telling them, oh, I thank God, I rejoice greatly that you have started giving me something again. He's talking to his church. 
he says, oh, I'm happy now that you have started giving me something again. And he says, not that I was always in need. What he's talking about being in need is that not that I was always begging. There are most of you that, the people that you are even begging money on Facebook, you have money more than them. I don't know why I am getting into somebody's private life now. <laughs> when your money gets down, you will start begging. And sometimes you beg people that you don't need to beg, and they start giving you advice they shouldn't give you. Am I talking to somebody? There are times that it's not the money they give to you that is the problem. It's the advice they give to you after giving you the money. Do you understand what I'm saying? They say, ah, have you seen the 2000 I sent you? Yes. And you know, you cannot be calling everybody and be asking for money all the time. Are you are a woman. Do what other women are doing. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are in school. Shine your eye. There are lecturers there that are single. Some are married, but their wives are not really happy with them. Take an advantage. Uru, are you hearing what I'm saying? You are forced to say yes because you have collected 2000 The advice is insulting. Do you get what I'm saying? The advice is humiliating. It shows the person doesn't even trust you in the first place. It shows your light is not shining. Sometimes you can even start the pastor's school and they start seeing you as a pastor. But the way you're behaving and how you're begging. Many people do not believe that God can have a car. How many of you know that God has a car that you are looking for? You know that God has a car that you're looking for. Are you sure? So why is he not giving to you? You've got times and season in your hands. In your hands. You've come out of darkness. You don't need a man to be a God you are. You have chosen. You have mm. Let me tell you something. In all the suicide that is happening in Nigeria, suicide that happens, like if we pick the first 100 suicide that happens in a year, in a year there are more than 200 to 300 suicides in the country. If we pick the 100 suicide that happens in the year, you will find out that 99, if not the 100, the suicide is done among Christians not Muslims, not traditional Christians. Do you know why? Their pastors taught them that God will always provide for them. Will always provide for them. The pastor did not teach them what I taught you last Sunday, test of time. That God will want to test you at a particular time. There are seasons in your life that you will do something and it doesn't work. You try it and it does not work. There are other times in your life that you will not even try as much as you tried and it's working. There are seasons and there are times. So Paul is saying, not that I was ever in need for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I have learned how to be content. Have you learned how to be content with whatever you have? My friend was talking to me about a daughter of the governor that was in their school. She was a daughter of the governor. She said she had literally given her transport money two times because she likes trekking. So this girl likes trekking and likes wearing one long gown. She likes giving her money. She says, ah, she didn't know that that girl is a daughter of the governor. Nobody knew. If it was you, oh my God, they would have kidnapped you in your year one first semester. Another said would have done in second semester. Until they would have kidnapped you until you don't go to school again. Your father is not even about Parawa. You are like this. You have not learned how to, how to be content in whatever thing you have. You have not learned how to be content in whatever thing you have. As in being contented in one shirt. You just have one shirt. And you are so content in one shirt. Have you washed the clothes before? And wait for it to dry as you're wearing singlet and and it dries and you wear it and go. Come on, have you learned? What have you really learned? 
educated people are not only people produced by school. The church produces educated people too. You should be given a degree. You should be a doctor in contentment. After listening to me for a long time, you should become a doctor in contentment. I should be able to tell people how to manage their life. I'm not saying you should be doctor in poverty. No. I mean doctor in contentment. Ability to be satisfied in whatever thing you have. That's what contentment means. Ability to still be thankful in whatever situation I go through. Ability of not denying God in whatever thing I'm going through. Have you gone to carry the money that you think is yours? One of my sons did an interview passed the interview and he was called to come and collect the job. In fact, he was the best in the interview. He was called to come and collect appointments later. And when he went to get the appointment letter, they gave him two letters. They said, this one is an appointment letter, this one is another letter. You have to fill this letter too and go through the processes before you take the appointment letter. He says, what is that? He says, one calls like that. You have to join it. He says, Why? I thought the job was on merit. Yes, it's on merit, but you know, this is what merits it. So he said, no, 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 I cannot, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not interested. Most of you, when they mention money, whatever thing they mention around it, you are not hearing it again. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When they mention money, whatever thing they say around, you are not hearing it again. Will you be able to, we'll give you three million naira and you will sleep with our dog and our cats and two of our chicken. You are not those ones, you don't hear. What you are hearing is a three million naira. Receive contentment in the name of Jesus. You should be able to be with your right senses when the money is not coming from the right source. Someone is saying, I will make you the PA to a PA of a governor. If you can just sleep with the, this in a few distances, I want to give you an opportunity. Some senators are coming to Nigeria and they are lodging there. They are looking for girls. I've been looking at your shape. I've checked your hips. You have everything it takes. You can speak well. So I want you to go there. When you go there and you sleep with any of the senators, when they want to give you money, tell them, don't give me money. Give me appointments. He says, that's a nice one. Smart move. If it's not from God, it's not from God. Our generation, they have done things to the devil and the devil gives them money and they now say celebrate grace. Which grace? It is disgrace. So Paul is saying, I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. People who commit suicide, let me shock you again. People who commit suicide are not people that lack. They are people who even have small. It's just that they didn't have contentment. So because of that, they are triggered each time it looks like what they hold on to is going. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody. Contentment is a shock absorber. It makes you remain balanced no matter the situation. Whether the situation is up or the situation is down, it puts you at an equilibrium situation. You are at the same point. It doesn't make you jump up. It doesn't make you jump down. It makes you okay. You are still smiling the way you used to smile. You are still happy the way you used to be happy. You are still excited the way you used to be excited. Whether you have as much as you used to have or not. Am I talking to somebody? So Paul is saying to his church, I want you to be contented. Learn how to be contented. And he said, for I have learned though. If you have not learned your own, it's up to you. I have learned to be contented with whatever I have. If you don't learn how to be contented, that's your business. Thank God for the kind of president we have now. He's not even... <laughs> He's not concerned. Now I'm missing Wari. I'm really missing him. Such a good man. Such a nice man. Why did he go? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Before, people that used to do rituals were people that were older people, Bibi Uncle. Do you understand? Bibi Uncle used to do rituals. They say he killed his wife. Say that uncle that is don't go close out. He killed the wife and make money and buy car and be coming to the village. Bibi Uncle, they say he has killed two of his children. They were in the university. He had killed them. Those were the people that used to do rituals. Now, now, year one. It's a three are doing rituals. 
moving around people's backyard looking for pants and pads to use an extract period and do rituals. The love of money is becoming the root of all evil, like the Bible said. The love of money. The Bible did not say money is the root of all evil. It said the love of it. There are things you should have and you don't love them. Do you understand what I'm saying? You shouldn't love money. The moment you love money, start controlling you. Money should be a tool. It's a tool for exchange. Why do you love it? Write your name in the money that you have now. And in the next two, three days, you see that that money is not yours again. It will be in either a bookie's hand or whatever. That's the same thing. Wealth moves around. It's not something you should love and hold on to. It's something you just see and use it. Send it on an errand. That's what the Bible said. It answers all things. So you send it on an errand. It goes for an errand for you. It answers whatever thing you're sending it to. Do. It's not something you get. You love it. The Bible says, Whosoever loveth silver will never be satisfied with silver. It's talking about money. Whosoever loves money can never be satisfied with money. Satisfactions are gotten from something external, not really from the thing. Not really from the thing, but from something external. Sometimes you are very hungry and you finish eating and you are not still until you drink water. Do you understand what I'm saying? Until you now drink water, you now start feeling the you now become balanced. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. So God is teaching us that we should learn how to be content. See, most times you see the devil can unseat you. He just look at your poverty level, check how your family was, and just make a man to take you, and they take you to a house, and they have put rock carpet on the floor. And that's the first time of living in the house with a rock carpet. Your head is swelling, and the person said, can you bring your Ghana must go back? You have become automatically half married when nothing has been done on your head. Where is your dignity? Where is your morale? Where is your speaking in tongues? Where is your Jesus coming to my life? Where is your relationship with God? You have all forgotten everything. Just because you are now cooking on gas. You are now cooking on gas. Sometimes the enemy can seize your birthright. When I'm talking about birthright, I'm talking about your position as a child of God. The enemy can take your birthright, your position as a child of God from you. Just because he has brought somebody who drives you now in the car and you are now sitting in the front. And when people want to come and look for the guy, they now say, where is your guy? So yeah, you are now a guy, madam. <laughs> so automatically you have packed your load into somebody's house that is not married to you you are not living in immorality you are now a paid prostitute there are prostitutes you take and drop there are prostitutes you take and house oh you don't understand my preaching you now tell the prostitute to repay your transport to and fro is stressing me. Just leave here. We are not married. Just stay here. When you go, is it not people will be carrying you? I will be carrying you every night. So just stay here. Stay here at once. You cook, we eat. Hey. And all of a sudden, you've forgotten that you are a child of God. You forgot. My recent questions I ask people is that, are you still going to heaven? That heaven, are you still? That's my recent question now. If I see you misbehaving, I say, how far heaven are you still going? Or you have changed your mind. You're not going somewhere else. Are you still, tell your neighbor, are you still going to heaven? Tell your neighbor, are you still going to heaven? Or you've changed your mind? Listen, most people have not misbehaved yet because they have not found the opportunity. They have not misbehaved yet because they have not found their... In fact, most people don't even know who they are. It's the opportunity that is going to come that will now prove who they are because they have not learned contentment. They are not satisfied. Contentment is being satisfied with nothing. Do you get what I'm saying? I think you don't have much, but you are satisfied. You are okay. Have you had few things and you are so relaxed than somebody that has? I don't know whether you have lived in girls' hostel before. Boarding students, especially girls, let me see your hand lifted up. People that have been in boarding school, especially girls. Have you seen people that have clothes more than you, but they are so restless, they borrow clothes more than you do? Or are you the person? They have much clothes. Do you understand? They come to school with much clothes. Their parents give them a rolling pack to even come to school. You, you brought your Ghana must go. 
how you even came to the boarding house you paid the boarding fee like three times it is always when the boarding master is coming you're always hiding because you don't always finish your payments and they come with they say but they borrow clothes when you see two people in boarding house standing close to each other for a long time especially girls they are saying they should return back to the hostel and give me my shirt why did you carry my shirt out why did you wear my top i tell you not to wear this top again they have not learned contentment ability to be satisfied to be grateful in whatever situation you find yourself there was a song they used to sing i'm satisfied with jesus every day have you heard that song before i'm satisfied with jesus every day as in i'm just jesus becomes my satisfaction Many people, you have not seen money before, so we don't even know who you are. You don't even use you don't know who you are. You don't know whether you have learned contentment or not. Do you understand? So God's self will have to bring situations for you to check who you really are. They just brought someone. Maybe you have learned contentment on 2000. Somebody said, please, uh, how are you doing? Can you come? Let's go and have a weekend and so on, 2000. So what kind of nonsense is that? That nonsense should stop you. L- listen, listen, listen to me. Today should mark the first. When you see me on the road, don't greet me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because like you are saucy, you are you are. Just thank God I'm going to church. <laughs> and the devil said, "Okay, that's okay. She has a master two thousand. Let's go for ten thousand." And somebody said, "How are you, dear? How are you doing? Ah, ah, you look so beautiful. Let me appreciate your beauty. With this is ten thousand I want you to get into the car. Let's go to the house with ten thousand God is still checking your resilience level, your ability to be yourself, irrespective of any amount that is mentioned. And at 10,000, you have started stammering all your life. You have never stammered. You have started stammering just because of 10,000. Do you understand? We, 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 ki, 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 kuku. Not that I don't really want to. You are looking for how do I reject this money now? Or how do I carry the money and still not go to the house? That's what you are thinking now. That's why you are stammering. How do I take the money and still not go to the house? So if they now give another 5,000 on top of that, you can do anything. I will do anything for you. You are rich there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you learning something? All right, so let's read the last one. Next verse. I know how to live on almost nothing. All with everything. There are people that don't know how to live with everything. As in, they have something and they don't know how to live with everything. There are people that if they have one million naira in their account for the first time now, they are mad. They are mad. Many years ago, 2006, one of my friends called me and said, where are you? I was in Calabar. He says, where are you? I said, I'm in Calabar. He said, I'm seeing you in Calabar now. I said, where are you? He says, I'm in Uyo. We were small, teenagers, so small children. He now moved to Calabar and took me out. He took me out to one Mr. Biggs. That's when Mr. Biggs was raining. And bought things and I was, I couldn't eat them. As at that time, ice cream where this is for someone to buy something until mr Biggs came and gave us mosquito nets free of charge then mosquito nets, that was the first time i saw me these things i'm telling you you may not relate because you don't understand that was my first time i saw mosquito nets in my eyes not now that they are even sharing mosquito nets that was my first time of seeing mosquito nets in my eyes 2006 when did you see mosquito nets? is it not 2020 and the mosquito nets they gave to us as a gift came with a liquid soap that's use it and wash it and now use it if mosquitoes hangs on it it dies the manager came and greeted us by himself came and greeted us for the things we ordered they have seen how we patronize the this thing and we should keep coming teenagers so, <laughs> the guy now went to a place and was buying clothes i now held his hands i said where you get money Will you collect shit? I know collect shit. I said, no, 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 no. I've eaten enough. We have already taken a ice cream and whatever, whatever, whatever. Let's discuss about where is the money from. Because I know he's not, I know him. I know everything about him. 
His mother is a teacher. He cannot carry the mother's salary. What, where are you taking money from? He now said, there's one boy. His father is very rich. So we told the guy how to go and get money from his father's house. So he brought 250000 We were four. We shared the money and run. <laughs> so I know. I know. I now told him, and you ate the money with me. <laughs> I said, I know. So I now asked him, I now asked him, okay, how much was your share? This money that we ate all along and he refused to finish, let me tell you how much it was. His share was 65,000. I said, okay, so now how much is left? Because I was in school. I was doing a program in Calabar. So I was in school and I know how hunger is in school. How much is the money left in total now? It says 15,000. We used two days to finish the whole money. And the other days we were zipping Gary. <laughs> For three good months stretch. Have you zipped Gary until your Gary got finished and you moved to your friend's house to, to patch there to continue? So they are people that cannot live in plenty. They don't know how to live in plenty. So the guy became so mad. I remember him taking me to one place and they were selling music. And he said, what kind of music do you like? <laughs> and I would say, well, if I buy TDJ's message and so on, he said, he now started buying brandy. There's a girl called Brandy, sings. Bought brandy, bought cylindion, bought told the guy put it in cartons. <laughs> Some people, if God blesses you now, it's just to bless you, to remind you that He had blessed you. It's not that you will be able to even sustain the blessing. Have I done told you about a guy who sold the father's land and carried a girl to the hotel and they were bathing ragged water? They were bathing ragolis water. Two weeks in the hotel. If the money got finished, they came back home to be telling us the story. How they overcame. <laughs> so many people do not even understand how to live in every situation. Look at what the Bible is saying. I'm trying to close here. I know how to live in almost nothing. And with everything. I have learned the secrets of living in every situation. Whether it is with full stomach or with empty. Plenty or with little. I've learned every situation. I've mastered that most of you that when people see you on the road, they know that you are hungry. They know for sure you are hungry. People call you on the road and you stop and they tell you that everything will be fine. <laughs> everything will be fine. You may not have to eat today, but everything. And when they are even telling you like that, you are... <laughs> everything will be okay. You may think the person is prophesying. No. It is shown all over you. It tells. You have a projector on your face. You project everything you're going through. Because you have not learned how to survive in every situation. Most people don't even pray when they have to zip Gary. They don't. They only pray if they have jollof rice, fried rice, and chicken. Say the Lord, say, Lord, Father, we thank you. <laughs> Lord, we give you the glory, Jesus. <laughs> Most people, as they're even sleeping, Gary, they are quarreling with God. They are like, they asked one guy, he dropped Gary and wanted to sleep, Gary. They said, You have not prayed. He said, Prayed what for Gary? And wanted to sit well. His leg touched the Gary and the whole thing capsided. <laughs> Paul is saying, I have learned in every situation, whether it is full stomach, whether it is empty, I've learned in every situation. I've mastered how to live on those situations. I've mastered how to live when I have plenty of things. Do you know there are many times you have money and you are to live like you don't have money? Do you know that? There are most times you have money. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are most times you have money and you are to live like you don't have money. Because if you live like you have money, kidnappers will take you do you understand? They will pick you. So you have to live like you don't have money. Do you know that sometimes you have money to buy a car and you don't need to buy a car yet? Yes, you have to just put your priorities together and see which one is most important at that particular time. 
I've seen somebody buy a car and after two months he sells it. Am I talking to somebody? You need to be contented so much that the enemy cannot use money to get you. Many people now are cultists. They are doing rituals. People are doing hookup now. Not because they planned. What will you be in future? A hookupper. Not that they really wanted to do hookup all their life. But the devil has pushed them into a situation that they cannot do without some things. Not that they don't have what to eat. But that they are not satisfied with what God has given to them. I'm not saying you should not always be aspiring to have more. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not saying you shouldn't be aspiring to get more. But I'm saying calm down. There's always time. There's always season. There are schools God will have to put you through before he gives you a big position in life. And finally, Paul is saying, give me the next verse. I can do all things through Christ that has strengthened me. Many times we take the scripture out of context. And quoted, I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. Thinking that doing all things through Christ that strengthened me is healing the sick, raising the dead, and so on. It's part of it. But that was not the context. That was not what he was talking about. What he was talking about is that I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. Is that I can cook soup with 1,000 naira. No, no. He, he's teaching about contentment. Now, what else do you want me to say? He's teaching about contentment. Am I talking to somebody? This is the context. I'm reading it on context. He's teaching on context. On context, being contented and all of that and so on. And he now said, for I can do all things through Christ. That gives me the strength. So what else? I can do all things. Do you used to have a sandals that later turned to a palm and later on slippers? I can do all things. Through Christ that strengthens me. Have you had a long sleeve before that turns to a short sleeve and later singlet? I can do all things through Christ. Have you met somebody before and he's carrying some clothes to go and burn? He said, No, no, don't burn this one. Don't worry. And later when he sees you with something like said, This clothes looks very nice. And you said, I can do all things. I can do all things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Have you worn a shirt before and this place torn? And I took it to the tailor and I told the tailor, I know what we can do on this shirt. Tailor told me it will not be nice. I said, turn it first. They turn it. And it was nice. And later on, the thing opened again. I said, remove it. Let's use round color. And we use it. Because I can do what? Do all things. So the strength of Christ is to help you to do all things with what you have. Not to expect to do all things when you have much. Do you understand? I found people who started small businesses with small amounts of money. They started businesses with small amounts of money. And I found people who had big amounts of money. And they never started anything. They ate the money. And after, somebody has been telling me he wants to borrow money to do a particular business that he's good at. And I keep encouraging him that uh, if you don't have money to borrow, just keep waiting. God will give you money. Later on, the guy heated money, like 500000 It was when they finished eating the 500000 that he now remembered that he was looking for 50000 to borrow and do business. Will you bow your heads? Let's pray. Father, handle us until our greed is gone. Help us to be contented, Lord. Help us to be contented in every situation we find ourselves. Help us not to be greedy, not to be gold diggers, not to be desperately looking for things that are not yet within us. Help us to learn contentment. Help us to learn contentment. Help us to overcome the devil. The devil of greed, the devil of curiosity, the devil of desperation. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> lift up your hands, everybody. Just worship the Lord wherever you are. Just lift your hands a few minutes. Tell Jesus thank you for the message. Tell Jesus thank you for the message.
Tell Jesus, thank you for the message. Tell Jesus, help me to learn contentment. Help me to learn contentment. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody close your eyes. If you have not given your life to Jesus, I want you to use this very powerful opportunity. I'll be giving to you right now. Wherever you are, if you have not met Jesus, your Lord and Savior, I want to give you a sweet opportunity. We are speaking like this because we have Jesus. Jesus becomes what makes us contented. It's what makes us live like we have everything, even when we don't have everything. So as you bow your heads, I want to speak into your soul. And if you are here, you want to give your life to Christ. I want your hands lifted up. Let the love of Christ be the thing that is driving you. Not wealth, not money, not achievements, not positions, not anything. So I've seen people lifting up their hands. If you are here, you want to give your life to Christ, lift up your hands above your head. Let me pray with you. If your hands are lifted up, I'm praying with you right now. Father, I pray that your spirit ministers to their soul. May you make yourself abound in their hearts. I pray in the name of Jesus that 